Welcome to Knowledge for Caregivers. My name is Kathy, the host of this podcast. Since I have been a geriatric nurse for almost 10 years, helping seniors age in place, I'm going to give you the knowledge that I used to help my own family so you can help your family. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about swallowing. And you may go, my loved one or my older person doesn't have any trouble swallowing, so I can just skip this episode. I would recommend that you don't because swallowing can be something that can come on you suddenly, or it could be that you have a problem and you don't know about it. I remember going to a client's house and the first thing they said was, you got to check her mouth when she eats because she takes the food and kind of puts little pockets in her mouth and holds it there. It was becoming a real problem because she just wasn't having very much success chewing the food small enough to get it down. I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention. I just told the caregivers, make sure that there's no food left in her mouth so that she can choke. The caregiver who had been out there longer and started seeing her more noticed that she was having trouble chewing. She had forgotten how to chew because of her dementia. She said, let's puree her food or grind it up really soft. After that, she eats fine because she can swallow, but she can't chew. So there are many different reasons that a person begins to have trouble getting food down their mouth. For us, we take that for granted. Occasionally, we might eat too fast and choke or suck on a piece of candy and it goes down wrong or something like that. People who have trouble swallowing, the medical term is called dysphagia. It can lead to malnutrition because they can't get enough food in. It can lead to dehydration because they can't get enough water in. And the tube that goes to your stomach and the tube that goes to your lung, the one that goes to your stomach is called the esophagus. The one that goes to your lung is called the trachea. They're very close to each other. And there's valves that have them close when you're breathing, then you, you know, you don't get air in your stomach. And when you're swallowing, you don't get food into your lungs. And when you have trouble, sometimes that doesn't work right. And you might get food or water in your lungs. And that leads to what we call aspiration, which just means the food is going into the lungs, pneumonia. It's a pneumonia that's caused because you get food or liquid in there and then it builds up a bacteria. And then people also sometimes just have trouble taking medications. I had a gentleman that he had had a stroke, but he had relearned how to walk, how to do everything. And then all of a sudden, he got so weak, he couldn't get out of bed anymore. They kept going back and forth to the emergency room. And when then they finally found out that he had pneumonia and realized it was aspiration pneumonia. So he didn't think he had a swallowing difficulty, but he actually did. So they had to work with him on his swallowing to keep the aspiration pneumonia from happening. Difficulty swallowing is actually present in about 15% of seniors and about 60% of nursing home residents. As I said, this is not the occasional difficulty swallowing that someone might have. This is a chronic condition. Some of the signs that somebody is having a swallowing issue, things like while they're eating, they start coughing. The reason they start coughing is the food is going down the wrong pipe. Therefore, they just start coughing. Now, sometimes they will kind of, you know, act like they're choking. Sometimes when they're drinking, you can hear this gurgling sound. Again, we talked about the difficulty swallowing the food or the drink. And sometimes if people are just drooling all the time, it means that they're having trouble swallowing their saliva. 
It is very, very important if you notice that your loved one is having difficulty swallowing to get them checked out by a medical professional. I had a client, he kept complaining and complaining, and he told me the caregivers did not know how to cook, that the meat was always too tough. No matter what we did, he said the meat was still too tough. And this is where one of the caregivers said, I think his dentures aren't fitting correctly. He went to the dentist, got new dentures. The food was no longer tough. He was having trouble chewing the food because his dentures weren't fitting right and it was hurting him. So therefore, he was trying to chew very softly and then was unable to chew hardly anything. So bad teeth or ill-fitting dentures can be a chewing problem. Some things with normal aging is people begin to just have weakness of their mouth muscles and that swallowing muscle. Sometimes people are having acid reflux. This is when you actually are swallowing it down the right tube, but then the valve that keeps the food in the stomach is broken and the food can come right back up and then go into that other tube, the trachea, and get into your lungs. Many people who've had a stroke can also have trouble chewing. The interesting thing about stroke is it can manifest all different signs and symptoms depending on where the stroke occurred. I've had people who had a stroke They couldn't talk, and that's the only deficit they had. Some people had a stroke, and it just caused blindness in one eye. So all of them are different, and many times we forget to check that swallowing when someone has had a stroke if it looks like they're swallowing okay. But if it affected the muscles that involve swallowing, then they can have a swallowing problem. I find that swallowing becomes most prominent in people with Alzheimer's or dementia in the sense that they just forget how to swallow, or they forget how to chew. Parkinson's patients also have a lot of trouble chewing and swallowing because those muscles just don't work correctly. Any type of cancers at the mouth or throat can cause chewing problems. And sometimes there's just certain medications that cause chewing problems. What doctors like to do if you say, hey, they're coughing a lot, or they seem to be choking a lot, is what's called a swallow test. In a swallow test, what they'll do is give them different type of consistencies of liquids, you know, something that's just very thin, and then they make it thicker and thicker and thicker. And it goes with a dye and they can see, are they swallowing it into their stomach? Are they swallowing it into their lungs? This is a very, very helpful test to have because then the doctors can decide what they need to do. Many times a person will work with a speech therapist that will help them learn to swallow correctly. This only works for somebody who actually has the capacity to learn and work with speech therapy. If it is somebody that has dementia and they forget how to chew, the next thing that most people tell them is to go with pureed food. And many people will eat pureed food. They don't know that it looks like baby food. They just know you're feeding them something that tastes good to them. So don't think of it as baby food. Just think that this is what's helping them to be able to eat. The other problem that people sometimes have is water or just liquids. They're very, very thin. And so it's easy to have it go down the wrong pipe. There's a substance called thicket that you can purchase that makes the liquid a little bit thicker. And you can make it as thick as you need to where they get the right consistency. So some ways to manage dysphagia. Medications. I have found so many times just putting medication on some pudding, applesauce, They're already swallowing something that's soft and tastes good, and then they swallow their medications right behind it. Sometimes you can have the doctor switch to liquid medication. You can also crush the medication, but always check with your pharmacist. 
Some medication has what they call extended release. That means it slowly releases in the stomach. When you crush it, that means it all goes in at one time. Don't crush any medicine until you have talked to a pharmacist or a physician. A lot of people think that, hey, I will have the person use a straw. That will make it easier. It actually does not. When a person uses a straw, they get too much fluid into their mouth and they have trouble managing it. When a person has to add thickener to their water in order to drink it, it's just more work. Therefore, it's easier for them to get dehydrated. So if you do use thicket, make sure you're getting enough water in them. A lot of people like to go to things like ice cream. The problem with ice cream is it melts in their mouth and the person may let it melt to where it becomes a thin liquid and then they end up with the same problem. Sometimes that happens with jello. Now you can definitely take ice cream and some milk or boost and insure and make like a milkshake and then feed it to them. That way it's sort of like pureed food. Also make sure they're getting enough nutrition. That's the problem with people who have trouble swallowing is the difficulty in getting enough nutrition. A lot of people will go to those drinks like Insure Boost. Again, sometimes they're not thick enough. They also can cause choking problems. Other good foods are things like Greek yogurt, avocados, peanut butter. I like to put peanut butter in something, like make a shake with it. I think just straight peanut butter sometimes can be really thick and gummy. So you do need to watch peanut butter. Maybe even some soft cheeses. If you do eggs, make sure you scramble them or something like that. Like I said, it is always a trial and error to see, number one, what they will eat and what they can also swallow. One of the things that people often forget is posture. They may be slumped down in a chair. Well, that's not the correct posture to make everything go down the right tube, the esophagus. It's important for people to sit straight up as much as possible when they're eating. I've also heard speech therapists tell them to turn off the TV. When you have to concentrate on swallowing and you're also watching TV or having a conversation, that can distract you. The last thing to consider for people who have difficulty swallowing is try to get them to eat in small meals because it can really wear them out. My mother had shortness of breath, very bad from her congestive heart failure. She told me that she had to choose sometimes between breathing and eating. Therefore, it was better for her to eat small meals so she didn't wear out. And also eat when she felt the best. So if they feel the best when they wake up in the morning, make that the bigger meal. And then offer snacks and meals when they feel rested. So maybe they take a nap and then when they wake up, they feel better. Like I said, dysphagia is something that a lot of people don't think is happening to their loved one. But watch them when they eat. Check and see, are they coughing? Are they choking? Are they saying things hurt? Are they holding food in their mouth? Again, if you have any concerns on these things, always check with their medical provider. Make sure to stay safe and thank you for being loyal listeners. Thank you for listening to this podcast. The information that I am giving is meant for informational or educational purposes only. They are not meant to replace the advice and consent of a person's primary care doctor or physician. If you wish to send me an email, you can do it at info, I-N-F-O, at symbol, Kathy's Consulting, K-A-T-H-Y-S-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G dot com. Or you can check out my website at kathysconsulting.com. I would love to hear from you. 
Thank you for going on this caregiving journey with me. Thank you.